0: We are on the uh, bottom of uh, Kuf, Yud, uh, Kuf Lamed Bet uh, 132. Uh, we had been discussing the um, uh, how a, a Brit milah would override Shabbat. And uh, the reason we said uh, in terms of it, where we've got you, is a discussion about Tzaraat. Uh, and uh, we said, why does it override Tzaraat? I.e., if you have a, a mark, this uh, mark of Tzaraat on your skin, uh, you would be allowed to... Uh, still uh, on your foreskin if a baby has it on his foreskin he would still be able uh, the mohel would able, be able to cut it off even though uh, you're not allowed to uh, normally do that to tarat. it's a negative commandment uh, to do that for terat. Uh the question is how do we know that that still applies uh, in this instance as well so we had said that uh, that the reason for it, one of the reasons we gave, we have given a whole lot of reasons, uh, we'd come to the reason of Rav, Rav Ashi. Uh, he said the reason that it overrides, a, uh, uh, the, the uh, Brit, Mila, Brit Mila overrides it. Uh, we said that uh, in terms of that, it was, we had a, well I suppose we actually got into discussion about uh, the... Avoda as well. We had a whole hierarchy in terms of uh, Miller at the top, and then uh, Tzarat, and then Avoda, because we said that overrides the 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 Tzarat overrides the sacrificial service. I, a Kohen that has Tzarat can't serve, uh, and, uh, and then finally we had Shabbat. So that was how we had it, and we said that that was the thing. And Ravashi said. Um, he said, uh, He says, When does a positive commandment override a negative commandment? He says, That is the thing with Tarat. And he said, uh, He says also the same thing with Titit and Kalaim, as we explained yesterday. Uh, that is, Love. Uh, so he says, That's only when you have. Uh, when you while you're doing the negative commandment, come you're doing the positive commandment and you're overriding the negative commandment at exactly the same time. Haha. the He says, yeah, when you cut off the tzarat part of your body, he says you are committing the negative commandment, and he says, Lord come say, but only later you will serve in the Beit Hamikdash. So that's really where we got up to yesterday, and we actually say about that. Hi, the and this argument between Rava and Rav Safra uh, is uh, Tanahi, we said this is a makhluke tanaim. Tani Basar Tanibasar, uh, Afapish uh, the, the, the word basar, the word flesh, uh, comes to teach you that uh, if even if there is a b'heret, this leprous spot on the person's skin, Sarat um, spot on his skin, you still would perform the milah, Rabbi that's what Rabbi Shai says, Rabbi Yonatan, uh, Amar, he says, uh, You don't need, even need to resort to that word. Uh, he says, if, if Shabbat is pushed aside uh, because of, of a Brit Milah, how much more so, uh, and it is stringent, how much more so would Sarat be pushed aside uh, in terms of that? All right. Amar Basaj, so we examine that a bit more. It says, when it comes to teachers' word, Flesh, Apopi shei beheret, Himal so we just quote that again. We say Rabbi Yeshaya says we use that word basara to say even if there is uh, this um, spot of tzarat on, you still do the circumcision. Uh, it says, "Hi, So why do you need um, a? Pasuk, okay, uh, and really, what what is it? Why why, why do you need pasuk? Why Who really, it is something that you don't intend to do. Uh, you don't really intend, uh, you know, for for the the tzara to be cut off. Really, all you want to do is do the baby. Is give the baby a britney now and davar shanim et kaveh mutar, and something that you don't intend is mutar. So this, uh, you know, we obviously we have seen this kind of concept earlier in Shabbos, uh, and uh, you know, so we deal with the nun Amarabai Lord Rabbi Huda. We get to here. Yeah, we are exploring the position of who of Rabbi Huda. Rabbi hold davar He says even though you don't intend to do an an um, an action, he says if you do do it, you are punishable for that that is forbidden to do such a thing um, that's the one answer that's a biased answer Rav Amar uh, even easier answer I Rabbi Shimon could even say it goes like Rabbi Shimon uh, who says devash and kavan is mortar he says because even Rabbi Shimon uh, he says that if you if you cut off the head of a chicken you can't claim that you're only cutting the head off to give it to your child to play with and you didn't want Want the chicken to die it's inevitable uh, it's uh, inevitable consequence uh, that, that that's going to happen as a result the baby uh the, the so the chicken is uh, going to die uh, and therefore the same thing here if you give the baby a Brit Mila, uh then it is not uh you know, the, by doing that you are cutting off the behavior it's uh, it's this uh, uh an unavoidable in uh consequence uh of of what you've done okay uh by lately Svara. and you know surely about that uh, doesn't he accept this surely that's a farmer a both a and Rava have already said. Rabbi Shimon, Psek, Raysha, Do, uh, Even a agrees with that principle. So what is um, um, saying over here in terms of that? So he says, uh, uh, Bata Mirava svara. Really, what happens is is that uh, even a buyer conceded to Rava after he heard this discussion, and uh, and then he said, Listen, it's a Pesikrasha, and therefore it is no good. Okay. Um and uh and that is uh and that's you know, in, in, in terms of, of uh of that. So why why you know, in the, the, the question was, why do you even need a, a verse like that? And we say it's unintentional, but of course it is a and that's why you need the verse as well. All right, again, Ikhid uh, Amre, uh, there's another version of this, a, a slightly different version. Itnamat Labai Vrava Ha'aha really was talking about the following case. Uh, it says, Sarat, you have to be very careful uh, in terms of uh, this nega of Terat, of this uh, plague of Terat, uh, that you have to be very careful about it in order to do, uh, it says in order to do what uh, the livian tell you to do. Uh, and, and really we see here actually, Uh, Something that we mentioned yesterday, uh, mentioned this, the the negative commandment, when it talks about Hishamer, uh, is a negative commandment, uh, but then it carries on, M'od Laasot, Laasot, really, is the positive commandment to do it. So we said uh, Tarat had a positive and negative one, we will refer to this, I think, a bit later in the Shira as well, but it says, Laasot, se Avalose, Aata, uh, so really, what is this? It says you have to be very careful in terms of Torah, uh, that you're not allowed to cut it off. Uh, you know, you wouldn't be allowed to do such a thing. Uh, and 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 the rabbis learned uh, from there that it's it's uh, if you aren't doing it with any intention, there's no purpose in you doing it. You're doing it for some other totally permissible reason. Permissible reason, uh, then you can do it. In other words, uh, if you tie a thick uh, rope on your foot, and uh, if you have a tight spot on your foot, and you know you tie uh, your shoes, and all of a sudden you go on a walk, and the rope rubs against your, your skin and, and uh, rubs off the uh, tsarat the spot, well then that's not something that you intend to do. Similarly, uh, if you've got it on your shoulder and you put this big rod on your shoulder and you walk with it and, it, and through the the friction uh, it rubs off this uh, tzarat spot. That is not defined uh, as a normal way of cutting it uh, and therefore, uh, it, and that's what it says, um, you know, uh, If it goes, it goes. If it passes, it passes. No problem. That is not forbidden. So even though uh, to directly, uh, um, intentionally do something, uh, that is forbidden. However, if you did it in this very indirect way uh, and it somehow works, then uh, that is not a problem at all. The Gemara says, uh, that that was, and then the Gemara asks about this. This did in the second version, hi, uh, Why well, do I don't need a pasuk for that? Davashain mikaven. Surely this is something that's unintentional, uh, and uh, davashain mikaven And something that is unintentional is allowed on Shabbat. So, Amarabai gives the same answer, because uh, this is the other version uh, of it slightly different, but uh, following the same principles. No, No, this must be following Rabbi Huda. Something that is uh, unintentional. Even though it's unintentional, it is still forbidden. Brava Amar. No, you could even say uh, that this is forbidden and this goes like Rabbi Shimon. Uh, Rabbi Shimon agrees that if you cut off its head, uh, it, won't, uh, it won't die. So it means that uh, it's, it's surely, uh, if you did this, you wouldn't be allowed to do it. Uh, in terms of this uh, carrying these. Uh, uh, these things, alright? So if you do it, something directly, you're not allowed to do it. Uh, it says, and you know, but even though uh, it works out unintentionally, uh, it says, Abaya, leha surely Abai holds of this uh, principle. Baya, bravita, because Abai and Rabba both say, bishimod, uh, if you cut off the chicken's head, it will inevitably be da- die. And therefore, dishmael, mirava again, the same answer as we had before. Abai, it was just really working it out. From a different Pasuk, but the same give and take uh, is, uh, is, uh, is, remains uh, identical in terms of uh, the backwards and forwards. Okay, and Abai heard this from Ravi, he accepted it. Okay assuming a goes like uh, Rabbi Shimon, uh, he says, Hi Basar, my So really what does he do with that uh, that that word Basar uh, in terms of this? So he says what what in terms of this flesh? Where he says that you you um, we had said uh, about the, the word flesh where it says even though there's this uh, white uh, spot on it you can still do the milah uh, but if you say according to Rabbi Shimon who says that's and he's still holding the principle uh, you know, it, uh, even if you it did it uh, via uh, you know, that that's it what do, you, what do you do with this word flesh because surely you'd even be allowed to do that uh, so he says that means uh, if a guy comes and he says I'm uh, you know, I'm doing this on purpose. Once you do it, you say you're doing it on purpose. Uh, that is, uh, even though you're saying you're doing it on purpose, uh, and uh, you say that you would actually uh, be allowed still to do the Brit Milah. Then what it says, hold on one sec, who's saying they need to do it on purpose? This only works out with a Gadol, uh, with, an, with an adult, i.e. over 13. In terms of a young child, uh, whether he's, as long as he's under 13, doesn't mean, you know, it's Especially if he's eight days, uh, who's going to have the Kavana for him, who's going to, to say, uh, have this intention uh, for him that he says, "Listen, um, uh, my intention is to, to do such a thing. Amar um, Beherit who to come So therefore it must be in the case of a child. It's the father himself uh, said that his intention uh, is to, to do it. So that's how we can construct this case. Uh, that's quite a, quite a weird case. So even though, uh, how can you have something? According to Rabbi Shuman he says you're not punishable. No, yeah, it is a devour. That there is karana for so how do you have it uh, with, a, with, an, with an adult, adult that is uh, being having his own bridge you know, he said well he can say I specifically want it to happen so you can have positive intention as it were and even if it's a, a young child uh, it says his father has that uh, positive intention that's what you mean about the abhi so how do you have to either have the child or the father it could be uh, someone else uh, so then Maybe what what other persons should do uh, is do uh, the Brit Milah. Why do you have to have the person that says specifically, I want to do this? Uh, then it's the Vayashemik Kavan. Um uh, He said, Well, Laiviracher, Dama Aravish Shimon Ben Lakish, because Rash Lakish says, "Koma Koma Shatamuti, Asayvelot Asay." Uh, If you have a positive commandment and a negative commandment, they are in conflict, uh, and he says, If you can fulfill uh, both of them, uh, he says, That is the best way uh, you should do both of them. However, if one is overriding the other, uh, Let the positive commandment come and override the negative uh, commandments. So the first, uh, the answer to that is the like and Well, there's no one else uh, to do it, and that's why you have to do it. So only the father, the boy's father, is there, and uh, and, and, and therefore, you know, he has to go ahead, and he has to uh, do the brit milah, or at least instruct the brit milah, even though there is a Baharit Just a uh, a word of. Um, uh, understanding about uh, the fact of a positive commandment, a negative commandment, we know uh, a positive commandment is, um, is it doesn't seem that strong per se, you don't, you know if you, you should do it and it, it, you obviously get rewarded for doing it and it's, it's not good not to do it, uh, etc but it doesn't bear any of the punishments uh, of a negative commandment uh, you know, a negative commandment is much more serious and uh, and uh, and really it would seem that why should a, a positive commandment commandment Commandment, uh, which is relatively light uh, in the greater scheme of things, come and override a negative command which is relatively more serious, uh, at least compared to a positive commandment. Why why shouldn't it be the other way around? The negative commandment actually should override a positive commandment. You shouldn't do things. So the Ramban uh, speaks about this, and and he says. uh, it, it, it's quoted in his name uh, it says that that he says really what we're talking about here is loving Hashem and fearing Hashem he says loving Hashem uh, that is the positive commandments, and he says and fearing Hashem that's a negative commandment he says that's your that, that's the two things and therefore we see love of Hashem actually always wins out uh, over the uh, the fear of Hashem so that's why even though logically you might say that a negative commandment should be much stricter than a positive commandment it actually works out that a positive the positive commandment comes and overrides the negative commandment. Okay, Amar. Yom Tov, Aino Yom Tov. If it is uh, the baby's eighth day on 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 that Yom Tov, uh, some discussion about second day Yom Tov as well. There is an opinion about that. Uh, it says uh, only if it is uh, the baby's exact day, uh, eighth day, uh, then it overrides Yom Tov, uh, and uh, you know. So it's got the same law as Shabbat. Only if it's the baby's eighth day, uh, then it overrides Shabbat and so too we we add on here uh, that it only uh, there's a quote from a writer earlier where it says that Yom is only overridden if that is the baby's exact day. Um, so the Gemara questions us. We had the source for Shabbat, and now we're going to have the source for Yom tif. Okay, Amar we're going to have a number of different answers here. Kiske first answer. And also one of the people in the, in the Shiva of Kiske said, Amar the Pasuk said, You're not allowed to leave uh, the sacrifice to uh, the Pesach offering. Uh, you're not allowed to leave any of it over until the morning uh, I think the pasuk continues uh, and that you leave over till the next morning you should burn in fire why do you have to need the second pasuk because it says if you leave any over until the morning you should burn it that's what you should say it says um, uh, and, you know, leave, not allowed to leave any over till the morning and that what is left over until the morning uh, you have to burn so why does it have to say until the morning it's obvious if you can't leave it you know then uh, when when would be the problem so we say uh, so therefore this phrase is superfluous and what do we do with it Uh, you have to come and burn it uh, the following day in other words uh, even though you are allowed to cook on Yom You are allowed to, um, uh, you know, pr- prepare food, uh, etc. So uh, you, you might think that you could burn this uh, animal on Yom Tov you know, because you can cook uh, normal food. You could, could cook this on Yom Tif as well. Uh, we say no. The only time you're allowed to cook is for the the food that you're going to have that day, uh, not for for something else. So, in this this uh, sacrifice, if you left it over, you'd have to burn it another day, i.e. Uh, a day. All right, Amma Abai Amma, sorry, Abai says about that, he gives another answer. Uh, it says, Amar the Pasuk says, Olat shabbat uh, When you have to bring the, the offering of Shabbat, the Musaf offering of Shabbat, uh, every uh, Shabbat, on about itself. In other words, you can't bring uh, if you didn't, if the the, the day before. Um, If it's Friday, you can't, uh, if you have stuff left over, you cannot burn it on Friday night, uh, you know, because that comes from the strength of a weekday. You can't burn it on Shabbat. Similarly, uh, you can't... um burn. Uh, if if, if Yom Tiv is on a Tuesday, you can't burn the Monday sacrifices normally at night. You'd be able to burn the Monday sacrifices. We're saying no, because it's Yom you can't. So similar kind of concept in terms of that, even though you would be allowed a shecht on Yom normally. Uh, but we say that... Um, only things you are allowed to share are things that actually are, uh, you know, f- for uh, the Beit and, HaMikdash, uh, and and that's it. So, uh, you know, you're not allowed to do individual things. It's only uh, kind of uh, communal things. Uh, and it says that, you know, to the extent that even though uh, it might be, um, you know, a, a communal thing, uh, it's... it's uh, it, um, it's, well, I mean, I'm not. maybe not sure, actually, if it's a communal thing, or actually it's an individual thing, uh, but it doesn't override Yom Tif. It probably is an individual thing here, and that's why it doesn't override Yom Tif. Okay, that's uh, Bayer's answer. Rava, my third answer, Amakra. Talking about uh, what you're allowed to do on Yom uh, it says that... Uh, uh, you, you have to you know on the, on the first day is a holy day and on the, on the seventh day is a holy day you can't do any work uh, except for what is needed uh, for yourself uh, it, has to, it has to be done for yourself the concept was known as uch who nefesh hu you know it you have to do but you don't have you're not allowed uh, to do any fruit preparations Lavador uh, it has to be for you Velo milah uh, shalom bismana it has to be for you and not a brit milah not at its right time da'at yevekaw me because as we saw uh, that uh, it is a carver home that uh, as as you saw yesterday uh, it is this this carver uh, uh, this um uh, principle, you know, because you might think that uh, uh, if if you do something for your own needs, for example, cooking, you might think uh, that Brit Milah will push aside um, uh, things as well. And we say no, uh, you, that uh, that doesn't work uh, because you know that's uh, uh, you know you the uh, the Brit Milah overrides Shabbat, and, uh, and as we saw, uh, bef- yeah, as, exactly as we saw before. So once it overrides Shabbat, it also would. Um, Override uh, Yom Tov if it is the Eighth Day, but if it's not the Eighth Day, then it doesn't uh, override Yom Tov. Okay. Right, so carrying on, uh, Rav Ashi Rav Ashi says, Shabbaton uh, asayhu Vahada ley Yom Tov asay Really, uh, we, there's a positive aspect uh, on Yom Tov. It doesn't just say don't do any work. It also says uh, you have to keep it. Shabbaton, you have to rest. Uh, and as a result of it it's saying you have to rest, uh, that's a positive commandment and a negative commandment. And uh, it says, v'hada Yom Tov asay Tasai. It's both a positive and a negative commandment. And The rule is, and a positive commandment, I, the Brit Mila, um, does not override both a positive and a negative uh, commandment. So if you have to rest on Yom Tif uh, and you are commanded in a positive and a negative way, uh, that's what uh, we have to keep over there. Good, we carry on uh, with a quote from the Usha Amar Rabbi Akiva. says, anything that could be done before Shabbat, back to Shabbat now, anything that could be done before Shabbat won't push aside Shabbat. Uh, and Amaravi Huda, Amarav, Halakha Rabbi Akiva. Halakha does obviously go like Rabbi Akiva, as opposed to uh, Rabbi Leir's view, who said almost anything you need to do on Shabbat, you can do on Shabbat, as long as it's connected to the Bret Milah, the Machshirin as well, cutting the tree, forging the knife, making a fire, forging the knife, all of that stuff, he said you would be allowed to do. Uh, Rabbi Akiva said, listen, you had a chance to do it Erev Shabbat, if you didn't do it Erev Shabbat, you have blown it. And that's uh, what we, Rav, Rav says, we hold like Rabbi Akiva, as we do. Okay, Pesach, uh, we have the following very similar discussion in terms of Pesach offering. according to the following book, uh, view klal. Um, uh, I'm Rabbi Akivit, Rabbi Akivetz himself again. la Shabbat. Any labor that you can do on of Shabbat, and ita Shabbat, does not break aside Shabbat. Shkita Shabbat la Shabbat. But what about shkita, which is uh, you know done and they never had refrigeration, etc. and uh, Things like that, and plus, uh, you know, not only uh, there's not just a personal thing, this is for the Pesach offering. You can't do it uh, before Shabbat, in other words, you have to sacrifice on Erev Pesach. We're talking here where Erev Pesach is the uh, um. Uh, is is uh, is is Shabbat itself a dochei et Shabbat? He says, uh, really, what happens is uh, you know, the uh, it's, you, you have to override Shabbat because you, you know, shechting. you can't check it the day before, uh, and you you know it's going to be too much that uh, that night, so it pushes aside Shabbat. And Also, you're not allowed to do it that night; you have to do it on the 14th afternoon. So it also pushes aside Shabbat. Amarav Yehuda Amarav Halakha Karabi Akiva. The logic goes like Rabbi Akiva. So in other words. Uh, you have to do everything beforehand. Um, you know, and, uh, and the Pesach offering itself has to be shechted on Shabbat, but everything else you can do beforehand. All right, so there's certain things yes, certain things no, etc. And then we say the is like Rabbi Akiva, so it doesn't override Shabbat if you could have done it beforehand. Right, uh, and it seems to be exactly the same statement The as it always does. is says tricha. You need both cases. and Gabi Milah, if it's only talked about uh, the aloha of Milah, what would you have said? Hatam He says, really, there these preparations you could have done before Shabbat. You don't have to do them on Shabbat, and therefore, uh, you know, you don't... um you don't uh, have to do. Lord, I is about to lake a carrot because there's no carrot. Really, what we're talking about here, uh, in terms of a, a an eight-day-old baby, there's no carrot for him until he probably gets to 13 and of, of age, and therefore he hasn't had a a brit milah. So every day he uh, carries on, and uh, and without a brit milah, that would result in carrot. But an eight-day-old baby, not uh, there's no uh, carrot over here. About Pesach, take a carrot? No, the Pesach you've got one day to do it. Okay, uh, if you don't need Pesach, that night, Well, I suppose you got Pesach Shani, but if you mess it up deliberately, uh, you will get carried. Ema, let Shabbat. I mean, you might think uh, what uh, that it would actually uh, push aside uh, Shabbat. So therefore we say that uh, the locha goes like uh, Rabbi Akiva, even when it, uh, i.e. that any preparations have to be done beforehand. Uh, conversely, uh, we only learned it in terms of Pesach, uh, Mishum. The Britot. We said that when Avram was commanded, it talks about uh, the Brit. We use the word Brit uh, 13 times. And therefore, these, uh, it, it's talked about uh, then. And we see how, how important it is. So it's mentioned 13 times. In terms of the Pesach offering, there weren't 13 commandments over it. The Brit Mila, it was talked about uh, 13 times you might think uh, that it could have pushed aside um, uh, Shabbat. No, we say that uh, that's why. In terms of uh, of all of that, um, you, know, it, uh, you, would, you would think that preliminary actions uh, could be override Shabbat, we say no. Uh, we, we say that we need both of these statements uh, to say that it's not that way. All right, that's... Um, that's that alright next Mishnah on to the mechanics now of Mila. also in Kortokha Mila, Uh it says when the, when the baby's eight days old Bishabat uh, Mokhlin uh, Purin Mocatin um, ok what do you have to do it says you have to maulin sorry you have to uh, circumcise it and Purin is like uh, you know, turning uh, the skin backwards and, uh, and covers uh, the skin you roll it back uh, it says Mocatin um, which is kind of suctioning it out or sucking it out uh, either you know, manually or with an Instrument or whatever, not in. Um, Alea is planet uh, come in. Right. So what you do is you put this plaster over the wound, and it's also got cumin. They felt cumin was a very. Uh, um, um, beneficial medical uh, things. So he said you put it on, this. put this cumin on. law, Shachak, Mayer of Shabbat. What happens if you have not ground the cumin before Shabbat? Loays, Bishinav, you chew it with your teeth, It's very strange. We would say today that that would be. Uh, Uh, Very, very problematic in terms of a person chewing it and then trying to put on a wound. We'd say that would be quite dangerous. Anyway, that's the Gomorrah Doesn't seem to be too concerned about that. In this case, the Mishnah uh, is not too concerned about that. You just chew it and then you put it on. In law, terafia and veshemim be'er of Shabbat. And what happens uh, if you uh, didn't mix the wine and the oil? uh, That's what type of a a, uh, some kind of medical thing that you would do for the baby put the wine and oil uh, on top of it if you haven't done it uh, it says uh, you haven't mixed it before uh, you should put the wine on this and the, and the oil on that uh, and you should put it on separately instead of mixing it together ok carrying on you're not allowed to put uh, this kind of uh, pouch or covering you can't make it like an expert type bandage, uh, etc. For kila. Aval, smartot. You just tie a bit of a uh, bandage over it, etc., to, to just uh, keep it from harm's way. You know, you put it on as a dressing. However, in law, If you didn't prepare it from erev Shabbat, korech adets If you didn't do that, and now all of a sudden you need a bandage, uh, you have to. You can't. Or allow to wrap the bandage on your finger. You It on Shabbat, even from a different courtyard, Uh, and that's it's you're wearing it, uh, but you know it's in a in a strange way. Okay, that's the mission the Gomorrah picks up. Mihti, uh, let's, uh, you know, coming along, it says, the let's have a look, we went and taught all of these things. Uh, so therefore, when it says all of the preparations of, um, all of these things of, of requirements of the Brit Milah override Shabbat, uh, where do you know it from? You know, surely, you, you know, what are the other things? Uh, you know, what's it coming to add? Surely, you know what is mentioned is a, a, a comprehensive lift. And the guy says, "No, and We we learn what here the rabbis taught. Uh, if you uh, do a brit milah on Shabbat, uh, it says in all the time that you you are busy with Mila What happens if you doing it? And uh, I don't know. Maybe the guy the... Uh, um. The moil is old or something like that, and he just just doesn't have a good cut. He's leaving uh, these uh, threads or shreds of skin uh, as as you know he's kind of left them over. The question is, uh, if you as long as you are still busy uh, with the uh, uh, with the Miller procedure, you are perfectly entitled uh, to go along and uh, cut uh, all of those. Uh, bits of skin that uh, kind of hang off, whether they'd be so big that they would invalidate the Brit Mila or uh, even if they were smaller uh, and, uh, and you just do it more for uh, aesthetic purposes, if you want to put it that way. Uh, and, uh, and that's what we're talking about. So, you go back for the, these bits of skin uh, that would render the, the miller uh, deficient because of the fact that you haven't taken off uh, the foreskin properly, you've left too much on. Uh, but, uh, but also too, for these bits of foreskin that are um, uh, just done for aesthetic purposes. They're on there and you know, if you haven't finished it, you can carry on and do it. Parish. However, once you have stopped uh, the miller process, if these uh, tzitzin are no good and uh, they're going to interrupt the validity of the mitzvah, uh, well, then you are perfectly entitled to go back. However, this is what we are concerned with. Uh, if they are just for aesthetic purposes, uh, then you can't do uh, that. So, who said if you stopped it, you can't do it again? Uh, Ahem, Rabbi Avchana, uh, Ahem, Rabbi Yochanan, uh, Rabbi Avchana. In the name of Rabbi Yochanan, he, he says, Rabbi Shmuel ben Rabbi Yochanan, he broke. He says, once you have done this. Uh, you only do a certain amount, then you cannot continue. Titania, how do we know this? And we had this a bit before, I think 116. Uh, we said, Titania, uh, uh, the 14th of Nisan that falls on Shabbat. All you're allowed to do is uh, flay the, the Pesach offering until the chest. You can't go more than that. Uh, it's extra. Uh, uh, Effort, and stuff like that. No, the rabbis say you can uh, take up the whole pot. So you can, you can cut the, flesh, the whole flesh. Uh, there's, no, there's no problem. You can cut... Uh, all of it, and uh, you don't have to worry about uh, anything else. Uh, rabbi Akuna says, No, uh, only once you've done the mitzvah, uh, is once you've done the mitzvah and you're able to get out the emorin, then you can't do more. So that is really talking about if you've, if you've done the mitzvah, you can't carry on and finish off more. says, how do you know that such a thing? Adkan rabbi Hatam. The only time he said that, he says, inan zekali van uh, he says in terms of the Pesach offering, uh, he says because uh, you, what, you don't need more uh, than that. You've already done. Uh, this is my God and I will glorify him. That is, uh, uh, that's that. He says really the, the, if you flay the animal or not, it doesn't really make a difference uh, in terms of it. You'll just wait and, and uh, cook the Pesach that night. He says it doesn't have an impact on that. Um, it says uh, in this case when it uh, about uh, the Brit Milah you have to have a beautiful Brit Milah uh, it says uh, this is my God and I will glorify him uh, you have to do mitzvahs in a beautiful way maybe you would agree in this situation and how do we know this uh, this is my God I will glorify him what does this mean right? is like uh, make him beautiful I will make him beautiful uh, and I will raise him up, it says like uh it's nae, it's beautiful nae, uh, and he says it's uh, nae. be beautiful in front of me with mitzvot. Seilecha sukkah nae, make a beautiful sukkah. Lulav nae, make a beautiful lulav. beautiful shofar. nae, beautiful tzitzit. Sefer Torah it's got to be a beautiful sefer Torah. bo lishmo and to make a beautiful sefer Torah, you have to write it for its for its own sake uh, with a beautiful ink. Uh, diona a beautiful ink for even a, uh, the, the pen that you used to write it with has got to be uh, beautiful as well love love woman the korkhon with uh, what you have to do, this uh, person that is expert writer, an expert software, uh, and you have to wrap it all up beautifully in uh, these silk garments uh, uh, and, and wrappings. Uh, all right, so the, everything you do, you have to make the, the mitzvah beautiful. Also, we say we a similar kind of thing with uh, with Kain and Hevel. Kain you know, brought the most inferior things. Uh, Hevel went and brought the best things. So, in other words, everything you do has to be in the best way possible when it comes to mis- what. By the way, we just have a different drusha on this verse before we uh, uh, go back to our main topic. Abba Sholome, V'anveu. He says, V'anveu, uh, it says, like similar to It says, Havai domelo, you have to be like Hashem. hu, uh, chanun the same way is Hashem is merciful and compassionate. Afata, uh, uh, so to you, Haya chanun verachum, you also have to be merciful and compassionate. Right, so, already that is the idea over there. You could hold uh, with the Pesach offering, you only flat up until the chest, uh, whereas with the Brit Minah, he could easily hold like uh, it's got to be beautiful and therefore you could even return to the the, the British Mila and finish off uh, the, the parts that uh, even though they would still be a kosher Mila but it wouldn't be a beautiful Mila. He says you could go back and turn it into a beautiful Mila. There's no proof that he would not hold such a thing. So another answer, uh, you know, another understanding, so it's not Rabbi Yishmael Therefore, like Rabbi Yossi, as we learned in the Mishnah, we're talking here about the consecration of the moon. Okay, you have to see the moon, you have to go to the Beit HaMikdash, uh, to the Sanhedrin there, and you have to go say, I saw the moon here, I saw the moon in this way, this looked like this, etc. And then the next day, the, the Beit Din would go and announce rosh Chodesh. so rabbi yossi says uh, well uh, we haven't seen rabbi yossi yet but the Mishnah in rosh hashanah says if the moon was clearly seen uh, by everyone in other words a, cl- a, a, a cloudless night uh, and uh, everyone sees the new moon uh, you can be sure that everyone sees the new moon uh, and, and even however, but if it wasn't seen clearly it doesn't make a difference in love you go uh, and you break Shabbat to go and testify in, uh, in, in Jerusalem that you saw the new moon. Uh, the rabbis didn't want you not to and say, oh, I'm sure other people have seen it well maybe for whatever reason you were the only people to see it, other people were behind mountains whatever the case is, maybe it could have been that you were the only guy to see it even though you think that everyone has seen it, so you still go, break Shabbat to go and uh, sanctify uh, the new moon, to go and declare it in front of the Beit in there Okay, uh, Rabbi Yossi, um, uh, he qualifies this, he says, if it is clearly seen in the sky uh, he says, Ein Machalina, love et Shabbat. You do not uh, break Shabbat, he says, because uh, other people are going to do the job for you. Other people will come and testify. Uh, And therefore, if you are far away, uh, you mustn't break Shabbat in terms of tchum or whatever the case, whatever you're doing, Uh, it's going to be outside of the tchum. You do not go and break Shabbat for no reason. In other words, uh, once you have done. The, the basic mitzvah. Someone will have done the basic mitzvah. Uh, no one has got uh, any um, authority or, or li- uh, is not a- allowed to uh, break Shabbat uh, for that. So maybe it's Rabbi Yossi's opinion. Gomorrah again uh, doesn't like this. Maim, Kama Maybe Rabbi Yossi only said this in terms of the new moon. The uh, law Nitna Shabbat because really uh, you know there's nothing inherently in Shabbat that needs to get pushed aside uh, when. Uh, the new moon comes, you know, that's uh, the, the two separate mitzvahs, of Vahakha, the Netna, Shabbat, L'tchot, Hachinami. But yeah, uh, there are other cases where Brit Milah, well, most other cases where Brit Milah is on the eighth day, you have to break Shabbat, you know. It says you are allowed to break Shabbat. So it's not like uh, the the... the, uh, the Consecrating of the new moon uh, was an allowance on Shabbat. We say Shabbat is the kind of uh, pushed aside because of, of uh, uh, that type of thing, you know, but it's not inherent uh, in Shabbat here. Yeah, we have a Pasuk, and, and as we saw yesterday, a very Psukim, I suppose, uh, in terms of why uh, Brit Mila does override Shabbat. And we had all our, our things, the reasons over there, and maybe even in this case, therefore, Rabbi Yossi would not. So we're still looking for that uh, Tanner would hold uh, such an opinion, uh, and he said, "Ela Amri na'ada. So the people of Na'adai say, Rabban and depligi alayd de Rabbi Yosi." These are the rabbis that argue with Rabbi Yossi. Uh, in a totally different context. Uh, did none, and we see this in Menachot, uh, as we learn in the Mishnah. Aba, nasim, shnai, uh, sidarem, shnaim, uh, really, the uh, the showbread, the lechem apanim, was changed on a Shabbat. Everyone agrees that it was changed in a Shabbat. The question is why? Uh, you know, what was the manner in which it was changed? According to the following uh, understanding, it has to be changed simultaneously. Uh, it says that four four would go in uh, to to put on the uh, the new lechem apanim for that following week. Uh, two two of them were holding two stacks of six loaves each in their hands, so that's that's uh, all twelve loaves, and two uh, had two bowls of Uh, lavona of frankincense in their hands so you know one's carrying six stacks the other one's carrying six stacks and the other two are carrying one uh, um, spoonful of lavona of this frankincense each right and uh, so what happens part of the procedure Right. Uh, really, what happens is is that uh, there were four priests in front of them. Uh, two of them would take the two old uh, um, stacks of loaves of the bread, and the other two would take the other two uh, bowls of frankincense uh, off those as well. So you had it uh, that, that the four priests went, the two. The, uh, I mean, eight priests went, in. Four were to take away the old stuff, and two were to take away the new stuff. Okay, uh, so, so how does it work? Uh, the, the ones that have just arrived uh, you know, stand facing the, um, the the north. Okay, or they the, they stand in the north. Sorry, uh, and they they're facing south. And the ones that are taking off, they stand in the south. And their faces are facing northwards. Um, uh, you know, Moshevin uh, and really, what they have is a, uh, a simultaneous uh, kind of uh, thing, whereby uh, the people coming in push their new Lechem Apanim onto the table at the same time. Uh, the old Lechem Apanim people, uh, they are removing uh, the Kohenim. So, kind of as as the new one slides on, the old one slides off. It's a very synchronized type of uh, procedure. Elohu Moshevin These ones. Push on and these ones take off. Tifchu um, shaze one tefach by tefach. This handbreadth is by that handbreadth. In other words, it's a very, uh, as you said, synchronized thing. Because it says uh, that these Lechemapanim have to be in front of Hashem always. In other words, uh, they are always in front of, of me. In other words, it can't be a moment uh, without them. That is the first bright However, Rabbi Yossi. Or, my um, rabiosi saysNo, I It doesn 't really make a difference. Uh, these ones they get taken off and put on at separate times, uh, and the table could conceivably even even be empty uh, according to the first version it 's never empty uh, it kind of gets squashed on uh, and um, you know every millimeter uh, is is uh, you know as the one retreats the other one takes over. yeah, uh, we say that uh, it doesn 't work that way um, uh, you know you could take it off in the morning and then put it back later in the afternoon as long as the bread is not uh, left the table is not left without bread overnight and he says doesn't make a difference people can put on then people can take off Uh, I mean have to take off first obviously before you put on but it's not done uh, simultaneously Why? he says even that is called the same way uh, his view would be even though it doesn't make it explicit uh, uh, apparent over here, but uh, what we're saying is we call it the, the tamid offering, the, the, the literally the continual offering. When's it offered? Once in the morning, once in the evening, but it's still, it's tamid, i.e. it's extremely regular. So that's what Rabbi Yossi says. Uh, you, you are able to uh, take it off uh, and leave it for an hour, two, three, whatever the case is, as long as by the, by the night it's got new ones on. Uh, the same thing uh, in terms of uh, so the, 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 the way the conceptually if you apply this uh, look, you know, view to the Brit Mila, the rabbi said, Listen, even if you make a break for a second, uh, you have interrupted it, so therefore, once you've broken it, so then you can't go back to it. Uh, and uh, uh, this uh, rabbi Yossi would say, No, uh, you would be able to go back to it, no problem. It's still defined, really, as part of the mitzvah. That's the idea over here. Okay, Tan uh, and moving on slightly. Um, um, uh, 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 you carry on cutting off uh, the, uh, the 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 miller. Okay, and if you don't uh, finish cutting it, then you'd be liable to carrot. it. Uh, the governor says, um, you know, Mani, who is the saying he will be liable to carry it. Uh, first answer, Amrav um, Kahana Uman, uh, the literally the craftsman, I, the person that's the mohel uh, in terms of that, he hasn't finished. Uh, if he doesn't do it properly on Shabbat, uh, he would be get carried because he's essentially just done an act of wounding, uh, and as opposed to uh, the actual Brit Milah. Matkev Larefapper, Papa doesn't like this at all. Uman laemulai ana avdi palgudemitzva, atun avdi palgudemitzva. Really, what uh, the the loyal, uh, could say is, it added half the mitzvah. Now you do the other half of the mitzvah, right? Um, so, Ella papa Gadol. So, it must be talking about here uh, yeah, in terms of uh, this guy as a Gadol, so he hasn't finished it. So, in other words, he hasn't been uh, had a Brit Milah according to Allah, uh, and therefore that's why he gets carried. So, that's uh, the, it's actually the person uh, himself that gets carried. So, um, it's, that, that's who. He gets carried. Means it means the actual person that was having the adult that is having the bread done to him. Matkivla ravashi, ravashi doesn't like this. Gado By the pasuk says about that. Obviously you get carried. It says because that's uh, that's this person who hasn't uh, circumcised his flesh. Ella Amravashi says, uman. No, so therefore we go back to the thing about the, the Mohel. Uh, he gets carried. He's doing this right at uh, the end of Shabbat, uh, the, just before Shabbat goes out. And he says, Amrulai. Uh, he says, listen, and, uh, and people are saying, listen, you're not going to finish uh, the Brit Milah. Listen, uh, I'm a listen, I know I've got enough time, I'll finish it. Uh, and then he goes through, halfway through, and he does half the Milah on Shabbos. So therefore, uh, he cut the child and he didn't do a Brit Milah, and therefore he's punishable by Karit uh, for that. Okay, so it is after all talking about them well. Okay, quoting the Mishnah what is Uh you suck the blood out the things, so either you suction it out or you suck it out uh, with your with your mouth. Amarapapa, hi, umana If you haven't done such a thing, uh, that is a danger to the child of Avdin, uh, of Avirin uh, Avi Rinan lay, and uh, we take him out of his position. He does not, uh, he's not a good mohel uh, anymore. Of uh, It says, if the whole issue is that you are... You are breaking Shabbat uh, by doing this, uh, and and therefore uh, it must be that you are allowed to do it. Sakanahi, it's obviously a sakana. Maratema, what might you have thought um, uh, in terms of uh, of this hakidam mifkad package? You might think the blood is actually collected uh, in a place kamashmalan, uh, and therefore not a thing chabure mikhvar.